Welcome to this week's Reinside Up. This is Richard Henschel with the University of Illinois Extension Office, and we're trying to garden. We just got to deal with what weather Mother Nature is handing us. But I did want to talk about some things we can do in the lawn in the very early parts of spring, you know, things that we would do even before we have to mow. And we're talking about really hand raking to remove winter debris, a bit of that light parts of the dead grass that might be there from the winter time, the leaves that have blown in in the yard, even though you did a good job of cleaning that up last fall. There's always some leaf litter in the yard somewhere collected. So those are the kinds of things we would do there. You need to look at your lawn, do a walkabout, and see how much freeze and thaw damage, how much heaving has occurred in the lawn. And one activity that uh, can be helpful to the lawn the lawn grass, the little grass plant itself is, if you've had a fair amount of heaving and thawing in your yard and the grass plants have kind of pushed out of the ground, and you know that because when you walk on the lawn, you just your foot actually kind of seems to press the grass back down. It's a good indication that we've had some freezing and thawing. What the consideration here is that you want to put those crowns back down in close contact with the soil because when growth resumes, you want those new grass plant roots to immediately hit the ground and get into the soil. So one of the activities that uh, is a possibility here, if that's the case in your yard, is to take a lawn roller, but barely put any water in it, if anything at all, or put a little bit of sand in it, if that's what you use for your ballast, and you're lightly rolling the lawn. The only purpose here is to help push those crowns back down onto the soil surface so they get established. You are in no way trying to level the lawn. That would take a lot of weight in the roller, and then you've actually created some compaction. So that's not what you're trying to do here. It's just the idea that you're putting the grass crowns back in contact with the soil so when growth resumes, it gets off to a very, very good start. Another thing that can happen is you're looking around and viewing your yard for the first time or the first couple times this spring when you want to assess maybe um, the weed pressure Was your yard relatively weed-free last fall? So in the springtime, uh, we can kind of relax on that regard. If you've been dealing with weeds for some time, and many yards have a lot more weeds in the lawns the last couple years, the the drought of 2012 really stressed the lawn. We had lots of lawn that actually died. And any time you have that opportunity for a weed seed to germinate and grow because the grass is thin or the grass isn't growing, it will do so. And then we had 2013, which was a better year, but not a banner year. And then uh, we got a bit of reprieve in 2014. But there's a lot of lawns that still have, because of 2012, more weeds in them than the typical a homeowner would like to see. So an inventory of what's out there. Are they broadleaf weeds? Are they winter annuals or biennials? How bad have the dandelions established themselves? These are things you can determine right now this time of year. You might get an indication of how well things overwinter. Take a look in your perennial beds or flower beds. There's a a winter annual called chickweed. If it's uh, nice and healthy looking, you know It survived the winter well, and probably so did any of the other winter annuals that would be around. So take a peek. Do that walkabout when you're trying to check out the lawn. So you're looking for the freezing and thawing impacts. You're looking for weed populations. And clearly, just a few weeds, you can spot treat those, and it's not an issue. If you've had problems with crabgrass in the past especially in those areas that are that easily get stressed, like parkways and areas that are trafficked. Crabgrass, again, just like any other weed, is an opportunistic situation here, and they'll sprout and grow. So decide whether or not you're going to put down a crabgrass preventer and then wait to the right time when the temperatures are warm enough, 
but before the crabgrass has germinated and get that down. So go out and do a little bit of a weed inventory and see what's there. Other things that can be done that aren't necessarily directly impacting the yard is long before you need to mow for the first time, swap the lawnmower out for the snowblower. And if you didn't sharpen the lawnmower blade last fall, please do so now. A sharp mower blade makes such a difference in the spring of the year to the grass plant's health. A dull mower blade will tear and pull the grass. You'll get it cut, but it's a tearing and pulling action. And if those grass plants don't have lots of roots in the soil, once again, you are damaging them because you're kind of tugging them out of the ground with that mower blade that isn't very sharp. So a sharp mower blade is very important. A sharp mower blade will cut the grass cleanly. A sharp mower blade will go ahead and mulch and cut up the grass blades that you've cut off much better. And that goes to whether or not you end up having to collect the clippings or not. If the mower is able to cut them, cut the clippings up enough, they just sift right back into the lawn. Grass clippings can contribute to your fertility program in your yard. If you're able to cut the lawn often enough that the clippings sift right back in, that's worth about a one pound of nitrogen per thousand square feet in a single season. Well, that's free fertilizer. That didn't cost you anything, and it's right there, and it's in a form that the plants are going to benefit from later on as it decomposes. So a sharp mower blade's very important. The other things that give us grief on a lawnmower would be that uh, we've got a dirty air filter, so it's either time to replace it or blow it out and allow it to be serviceable again. The other area of the lawnmower that's important engine-wise is changing the oil. If you didn't get that done last fall, now it would be a great time to do it before you really have to get out and mow. And while you're underneath the mower deck, examining the mower blade, check out the mower deck itself. Caked up grass and things uh, just really impede the mower's ability and the, the mower blade's ability to chop and cut that grass up and make it fine enough so that it sifts right back into the lawn. So as soon as the lawn needs to be mowed, don't hesitate, get going. A lot of times the south or west side of the house will need to be mowed before the east or north side. Doesn't mean you got to mow the entire yard, but you need to start mowing as soon as that grass is high enough. We can try, if we want to make a goal for the season, try to mow it often enough that you're so you're not cutting off any more than one-third of the grass blade. This will not shock the grass plant. It will continue to make it competitive against emerging weeds and uh, perennial weeds that are already existing in the lawn. So that's really a great way to do that. As a reminder then, as you're thinking about a crabgrass control product, you know, the soils need to be warm but you need to put it down before that seed starts to grow and emerge. So crabgrass control measures have a definite window of effectiveness. You can't put it down too early or it's going to run out and you're going to get crabgrass anyway. Pay attention to timing and soil temperatures and get that down at the right time. Well, this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up. It's always a pleasure to share gardening activities with everybody, and I'll be back again next week.